0: It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Monday, April seventeenth, 2023. I'm Brooke Schaefer with Raven News. The Sitka Fire Department responded to a chimney fire on Thursday evening. Eight firefighters responded to the 911 call that came through around 6.30 p.m. Part of a wood-burning stove had caught fire in a home at Schaefer's Trailer Court on Halibut Point Road. But by the time the crew arrived, the homeowner had successfully extinguished the smolder. Firefighters inspected the facility and monitored the chimney using a thermal energy device to ensure the temperature was cooling. They determined that the rubber boot that acts as a moisture between the stovepipe and the roof had caught fire. No injuries were reported and no roof damage was detected. There are many ways to prepare herring eggs in Sitka. Freshly spawned on hemlock branches, dipped in hooligan or seal oil, is a classic method, as is lightly sautéed in a pan with sesame or olive oil and eaten straight up, or stirred into a green salad. Another method is to blanch them in boiling water, and that's done best when the tiny herring eggs thickly coat a blade of macrocystis kelp. And to really connect with Sitka's subsistence tradition, you've got to boil the eggs in a bentwood box. Sitka second graders recently watched the district's cultural liaison, Charlie Skoltka, heat up volcanic rocks in a fire and then use them to boil water in the traditional way. KCAW reporter-at-large Carrie Sagal attended and sent this audio postcard.
1: So how am I going to get the heat from that fire into the bentwood box? That that would catch my box on fire, wouldn't it? How about you? Put the rocks in there. Put the rocks in it. Yes, that's a good idea. That, that's exactly right. It's
2: gonna boil. Oh. The pumice. Um, if you switch the P with an H, it
1: sounds like pumice. Uh-huh. How do you get yours? Um, my dad is a coho fisherman, so he basically just gets some. Oh, boy. great. Right
3: my name is Jula Blanc, and I'm the cultural director for the Sika School District, and today we are sharing with students in second grade all about herring and cooking herring in the traditional way in the bentwood box and I love to eat herring eggs because they are
1: tasty. I don't eat them all the time, though, because this was just my first time. To what eat. did you think of them? What did they feel and taste like?
3: They felt they were squishy, tasty, yummy, delicious, and squishy. As we go around to have herring eggs, if you don't want any, what's a really kind way to say no, 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 no thing. Thing. When we eat things from the land and we don't like it, should we make faces or? Ew. No. The herring worked so hard to get us these eggs and then. What do you think? I think so they kind, of, kind of, of taste pretty. plain. I think they're better.
1: This is, this is a story that
3: was shared. Um, um, straight out of, out of the ocean.
1: About is that how you eat yeah. them? Do you ever eat yeah. them with soy sauce? Yes. And when the, the eggs are done, the kelp will turn green.
3: They'll turn green? Yeah. Whoa. Mr.
1: Charlie, we have a question over here.
3: How do you like peel them off from um the kelp?
1: Well, after, after about four or five days, the kelp starts to. The kelp keeps growing even though the herring eggs are on them. So, after about four or five days, as the kelp starts to grow and get bigger, the, the herring eggs start to lose their, their stickiness and they just slide off.
3: Oh, like a coral reef, kind of.
1: Yeah. And then, the, um, after about, I think it's eight to nine days, you can actually start seeing the little herring inside of the eggs. What? Grow. Yeah. The first thing you see is their eyeballs. <laughs> yeah, and they show up as little tiny black rocks. In. Isn't that amazing? Well, How oh fast God, that gets water low. boiling. No, this water is already
2: way that's too hot, hot for
1: hearing aches. But um, when, when I was a young man, and I used to spend a lot of time out on cruise-off surfing. And we'd stay there for weeks sometimes. And one of the tricks that I would use was I'd put a rock by the fire. When I went to bed, I would, I would bring that rock with me. Uh huh. Shall I do one more? Yes, I want to see yes! want to more eggs. One more eggs. I want to Yeah. yeah, yeah eat then, eat okay, we'll do one know. more before you guys go.
0: That was an audio postcard by KCAW reporter-at-large, Carrie Sagal, who attended last Monday's traditional Bentwood box cooking demonstration at Kiku Gushaheen Elementary School. You can see photos of the event at our website, kcaw.org. Ketchikan's borough assembly is set to vote today on an ordinance that would require owners of short-term rentals to secure free annual permits. As KRBD's Reagan Miller reports, it's part of a larger effort to track how these types of rentals are affecting Ketchikan's housing market.
3: Ketchikan has a housing problem. There's a lot of demand, but supply is running short and it could even be driving residents away. Officials have been exploring the problem for years, trying to find ways to make housing more available. Officials say short-term rentals, like those listed on Airbnb and Vrbo, could be playing a role in shrinking what's out there. It's a topic that's been discussed both nationally and around Alaska. Right now, it's hard for borough officials to keep an eye on those rentals. They don't need a permit from the Ketchikan Gateway Borough, which limits how much officials know about the properties. Ketchikan's assembly will discuss an ordinance that could change that by requiring owners to apply for a free permit from the borough. Richard Harney is the borough's planning director. He says the ordinance would help Ketchikan track these numbers the same way other communities have.
2: We don't know where they are. We don't know how many there are. We have an idea of what, how many there are. They're supposed to register for sales tax. Some of them do. We're not quite sure how many of them actually are paying their sales tax and, and registering for, um, you know, as a business.
3: The ordinance defines a short-term rental as a dwelling where someone transient stays for less than a month without the owner living on the property. The permits would be free and need to be renewed once a year. It's similar to one that was voted down last December, minus a largely unrelated section that would have laid out rules for properties that don't meet the borough's land use code. Harney says the permitting push is not about trying to push out vacation rentals. It's about balance.
2: So we recognize the value of these of these short-term rentals. However, we do have a housing shortage. Um, we do need to get a grasp of uh, and an understanding of what our housing market is actually doing. And and to do so, we need to identify what all of the pieces are to that puzzle.
3: A second ordinance also is being presented as an option. This version would not require annual renewals.
2: We're bringing it back with two different variations. One with the yearly uh, expiration date, which has been recommended by the Planning Commission now twice. And then we also have a substitute ordinance, which strips out all of the uh, strips out that that yearly um, renewal, and it's just a um, it's just a, a perpetual permit, administrative permit.
3: Assembly members are scheduled to debate the ordinance and take the first of two votes on the measure on Monday. In other business, the Assembly will consider asking borough staff to write an ordinance that would remove the senior sales tax exemption on alcohol, tobacco, and marijuana products. Assembly members Judith McQueary and Glenn Thompson are sponsoring the measure. They submitted a written statement saying that senior tax exemptions are, by and large, helpful for necessary expenses like utilities and food, but that alcohol, tobacco, and marijuana shouldn't fall in the same category. McQueary and Thompson argue that nixing the exemption could spur seniors to make healthier choices. The ordinance would not change any other senior sales tax exemptions or the rules of who qualifies, people aged 65 or older who have lived in Ketchikan for at least half a year without more than two years spent out of town. If a majority of the Assembly greenlights the concept, it'll return for an initial vote at a future meeting. Reporting in Ketchikan,
0: I'm Regan Miller. Ketchikan's Borough Assembly is scheduled to meet at 5.30 p.m. today in the White Cliff Building. The meeting in Assembly Chambers is live-streamed on local cable channels and the borough's website. Members of the public can speak to the Assembly during public hearings and at the beginning of the meeting. This season, Juno's Eagle Crest ski area had its most challenging staff shortage to date. That's according to General Manager Dave Scanlon. He told the Juno Assembly Finance Committee Wednesday that unfilled staff positions caused a potential loss of $50,000 in revenue. Scanlon said Eagle Crest lacked key staff, including ski instructors, cashiers, and lift operators. They also started the season without a supervisor for the rental and repair shop.
2: We literally were starting the season with one person to run the rental shop and nobody to mount or repair skis.
0: Eagle Crest offered some incentives for employees this season. They gave $2 per hour bonuses to those who worked in the early part of the season. They also offered free meals. Still, Scanlon said the lack of affordable housing and the high cost of living in Juneau were barriers. Now, Eagle Crest is considering hiring workers from abroad. Scanlon is exploring a partnership with an Australian ski area to see whether they could share seasonal ski workers.
2: So we got Think outside of the box. Okay, who likes Alaska? The Aussies like Alaska. So <laughs> you got to think outside of the box in these days.
0: Scanlon proposed raising prices by 10% next year. He said Eagle Crest charges less than similarly sized ski areas in Alaska and around the Pacific Northwest. Eagle Crest is also requesting funding from the Juno Assembly to help cover rising costs. The Assembly will consider the request as part of its budget cycle over the next several weeks. I'm Brooke Schaefer, and this has been Raven News. And now, taking a look at the weather for Sitka for today, Monday, April 17th, 2023. Today is scattered rain showers, mainly before 4 p.m., mostly cloudy, with a high near 46, south wind around 5 miles per hour, becoming west in the morning, chance of precipitation is 40%. Tonight, mostly cloudy, with a low around 36, northwest winds around 5 miles per hour, becoming northeast after midnight. You're tuned into your community radio station, Raven Radio Case. CAW in Sitka. Good morning.
1: This is